What is the safe withdrawal rate? How long will your money last? Questions been asked since the 12th century. Today's podcast, we have some hacks for you to use. And now, Money Matters USA with Fred Sage. You also need to work with your advisor to create multiple income streams. You're at the right place for information every week regarding all the components of a successful retirement plan. Asset allocation is really a driving force for how much your accounts are going to grow. Fred Sade is a financial fiduciary and retirement specialist. I have to put the client's interest ahead of my own pocketbook at, at all times. I must be able to justify why I'm making the recommendations. Money Matters USA with Fred Sade. Fred Sade. Welcome to the podcast. Fred Sade is founder and managing director of the firm of the same name as this podcast, and that is Money Matters USA. Fred is a fiduciary. The firm is a fiduciary firm. Fred holds a PhD in economics from Duke University and in the financial industry for many years. And you can tell from the podcast, he really keeps up with all the changes in the financial world and making us aware of what we need to be aware of, and especially in the arena of retirement planning. We're opening, Fred, with safe withdrawal rates, as you indicated earlier. Is there a safe withdrawal rate or is there the right safe withdrawal rate for you? And how do you determine that method? <laughs> that, that's the question. Uh, yeah. Since right. the 12th century, and, well, and that's we don't have, any, we we don't don't have that. an answer to that. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, Bill Binken yeah. thought he had it. Uh, you know, um, well, let me, let me uh, mention at least four considerations, because I, I have built a safe withdrawal calculator uh, I, it's not fancy. I built I built it in in Excel. Mm-hmm. But, but here are four things that you need to know. First of all, what is the interest rate? The actual interest rate net after inflation. So that's number one. Okay. Is is the interest rate after inflation? Two is consumption. How much do you propose to spend, or do you plan to spend in retirement? Three, how many years uh, must the money last? So that's a longevity question. You have to look at longevity. And finally, when we, in order to get there, you have to look at compounding the number of time periods. So you, you break the longevity down uh, into, into time uh, periods in order to figure that out. I mean, the quick answer is safe withdrawal rate is, is the one that takes these four considerations into account and and so that you don't run out of money while you are still alive. And uh, then, then once you figure that out, uh, then you know how much you can spend. Now, calculating it requires as I said, the, these four considerations, um, the safe withdrawal rate actually um, predates Bengen. Technically speaking, Bengen latched on to the Trinity study. It was Trinity, Trinity College uh, at Oxford. Three mathematicians were playing with, the, with, uh, with this and figured out that 4%, does 4% work? Well, it works about about 60 
to 66% of the, uh, up to 66% of the time in Europe. The question was, would it work in the, the United States? Well, Professor Ed Wood Macquarie, who is now retired, he's emeritus, uh, held an endowed ch uh, chair at uh, Santa Clara University uh, in California, and he's done an enormous amount of research, and he has three uh, peer-reviewed papers published in the, by, in the, by the National Bureau of Economic Research. That's the gold standard in this country. And, and um, Professor Macquarie says that in order to uh, withdraw 4%, you need to get the equivalent of a 6.6% rate of return here in the United States. Now, you can't get it every single year. So that means that you have to get some awfully big bumps uh, in, in order to right. have that rate of return overall. And it also means that bonds uh, have to perform um, better than they are performing uh, right now. So um, this, 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 you have to look at stocks and bonds as as risk as risk assets. And um, whatever whatever your rate of withdrawal happens to be, you have to be able to test that out because you're you're in a risk uh, environment now. Bengen's for, Bengen has adjusted his four percent rule. It's 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 come down. Now uh, he's also gone up. Now he's come down. Uh, so he's closer to the morning star three point three percent. But in any case, you, you're t you're taking out a, a fixed amount of money. Then you're adjusting it for inflation. If inflation goes up, you take more. If inflation goes down, you take less. But you're still taking. That 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 core uh, number and, and what Macquarie has shown is that if you if you stick with that, uh, you're going to run out of money sooner than you, than you think, un unless you can achieve that six point six percent rate of return. Now that now he is using the traditional sixty forty portfolio. You can use fifty five forty five if you if you like, but it doesn't invalidate. The uh, research that that Macquarie uh, has has done. Now, uh, you can make your life extremely easy if you want. You can just take uh, an R you can take RMD withdrawals and say, okay, rather than worry about uh, a safe withdrawal rate or uh, Bengen or what have you, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take out what the RMDs allow. Problem is, you're going to take out too little money. You're going to die with a much larger uh, estate, a much larger inheritance that you might than you might attend, uh, intend, and, and you might very well be giving up life quality uh, while you while you and your spouse uh, are uh, alive. So, uh, you want something that is is simple to understand. Uh, that's you know, that's uh, so I, I kind of swing back. I like bucketing as something that is very, very easy to understand for people uh, because it's 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 intuitive to what they normally do. They, you know, people uh, historically, as we've said, you know, they, they use even the envelopes, which are still being advocated by some advisors or they use jaws. And then the bucketing is is basically 
the same kind of thing. Uh, you're 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 taking uh, money for immediate assets, deferred asset for assets in the in the middle, and assets for the for the long term. Um, forget about the tax implications uh, at at this moment, but but it corresponds to the way people uh, the way people normally uh, normally act. Now, the other thing that people have to rec- recognize. Uh, is 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 that um, there's a th- there's a theory that a lot of people believe is is uh, is go- is gospel truth, and that is if you hold long- stocks long enough, you're going to get a 10 percent return. And um, the, the thing that you have to remember is that stocks and bonds uh, will produce a variable return. That return is not constant over time. There was a recent article in Barron's which. Uh, I'm not going to embarrass the writer, who said that stocks are on a downward trajectory. They're going to go straight down. Well, the market never goes straight down. It never goes straight up. I mean, it, it's it it it's variable. It's not a constant. So you can't assume that stocks are going to give you a 6.6% return. You can't assume it's going to uh, give you a 10% return, uh, even if you hold on. Uh, no matter how long you you hold on, and that raises the question that that we've raised many times before. We raise it again: is you have to understand that whatever you're doing in stocks and bonds is uh, those are risky, but every asset is is risky. St- stocks are risky because you can have a state a, a steep decline, and they can stay down for a long time. There's no guarantee that uh, that in 15 or 18 months they're going to swing back up again maybe maybe not depends on the sector that you're interested in bonds are are always risky because you don't know what the reinvestment return is is going to be cash well cash is great but inflation is go- is going to erode the value of cash gold is gold an inflation hedge i don't know be- because governments confiscate gold it's been done before so you you can't always be certain about about gold, I wouldn't have so much confidence in about land. is risky. Uh, why? Well, because of fires and floods, uh, the government it could also be subject to government take takings under the doctrine of eminent domain, and we have Supreme Court decisions on, on eminent domain uh, that uh, you know that you need to think about if, if you're going to put all your assets in, in that uh, in, in that sector. Is that usually fair market with eminent domain? Well, it's it's supposed to be, but there's a terrible Supreme Court decision. Uh, the, major, the majority opinion uh, was was written by Beta Ginsburg, and I happen to, I'm happen to be particularly familiar with this because um, a, a guy owned a diner. In uh, Greenwich, and and he also owned a couple of blocks of, of uh, right around it. He had mm-hmm. he had purchased these parcels over many years. And I used to, from time to time, eat at that diner, and um, the, the city of Greenwich wanted to uh, take the land by, for eminent domain, but not for a public purpose. Mm-hmm. So we've been under the misimpression that um, that that you can only take land for a public purpose. That's what I thought. Yeah, but not so. And he took this, this, the guy took, I won't say his name, it's not relevant, but he took the case to the Supreme Court, and you can look it up uh, if you want, and then you'll you'll see who the protagonists are. Uh, The Beta Ginsburg majority decision was that government can take land for any purpose whatsoever, 
and and that that taking, as long as as the government says that it has a valid purpose for the taking. Oh, I, I remember it, that it, ruling. Yeah, and yeah. basically they took it because they 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 really basically allowed a developer to redevelop the whole area uh, with a, a high-rise apartments house and stores mm-hmm. uh, on the bottom story, a little community sort of thing. And, and the theory was that they generate more tax revenue than they could generate from this guy. And, and, and so that ruling has never has been challenged, but it was upheld by the prior uh, uh, court the way it was made up. I, I don't yeah. know what this court uh, you know would, would do. Uh, that got national that, attention. I know. Yeah, that it ruling. did. Yeah, it did. That that's a Greenwich case. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Well, yeah, when you're looking at the withdrawal rate, now you mentioned in your uh, what needs to be considered in in your calculation, uh, interest after inflation, consumption, uh, how many years, and then a, a breakdown of this longevity into periods. I guess that would be kind of the go go slow go no go years, but also yeah. factoring yeah. in when yes, at first you're traveling a lot, hopefully, and having fun, enjoying, and at the end you may be paying for long term care. So does the uh, withdrawal rate fluctuate? throughout the course of your retirement it it can and it should mm-hmm. uh, there there you you probably want to spend a lot more money uh at the beginning that that that's what blanchett's research has uh has shown and um then the spending levels off uh because there's less mobility less uh, uh entertainment spending and then the spending goes up again but but for different reasons, and that's basically health-related. Uh, uh, when, when that final spend, the, that you know, in the final years uh, of, of life, it doesn't have to be one or two years. It could be it could be, de- it could be a decade or, or more. But that but so the spending pattern uh, actually uh, changes. So yeah, that, that's the that's the that's um, Blanchett's smile uh, diagram. There's been some other research that has sort of mildly challenged, uh, that, but I, I think, I still think that that is valid. And I think it accords with, with the way people, uh, actually spend, uh, spend their, uh, spend their money and spend their, uh, their, their assets. I, I think, um, I, th- I think, you know, pe- pe- people need to actually, um, uh, sit down, and and go and go through the process of um, you know of, of that 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 is required in order to figure out what the what the spending is going to be and how it's going to be adjusted over over periods of time you know that they're satisfied with but but none of the but no plan no plan is forever uh, things change circumstances change conditions change. And so periodic review to see how the plan needs to be adjusted so it is uh, consistent with, with their particular uh, needs. And then, uh, then, you know, then you look at the sources uh, of income, uh, starting with uh, Social Security, good claiming strategies necessary, uh, a pension if you uh, have a uh, pension or you may have a personal uh Pension, other sources of retirement income, which might include IRA, 401k, um, you know, and their uh, cousins and uncles and sisters and brothers, uh, might be an annuity, might be life insurance. I mean, you, 
you know, you, you, first, you know, first think about where the money's going to come from, and then you think about the, the tax impact um, on, that, on that money. Um, and, uh, and then you have to think about how uh, Social Security uh, is going to distort uh, because of the uh, uh, tax torpedo uh, that's within Social Security right. through, through that 22% bracket. And once you start with Social Security, once you start with RMDs, you're going to be in that 22% bracket. There's nothing you can do about it, you know, unless you don't have, uh, you know, any qualified plan assets, but you are going to have other income that's going to be includable. Mm-hmm. Uh, even... Uh, Half of Social Security, too, right? Yeah, and even muni income is is going to be Uh included. It's not taxed, but it's included in the calculation. I got you, in the provisional income calculation. The the other thing, too, because you mentioned this, you may have a pension. Of course, you would have Social Security. Hopefully, you need other streams. It may be a pension. It may be a personal pension. Maybe something Fred helps you create with using tools like fixed indexed annuity. So when you look at that fear of running out of money, if you're properly planned, there's less chance, even if you don't have a good safe withdrawal rate, of actually running out of money. It's just a chance of maybe not having protective assets or or maybe you having to make an adjustment to your lifestyle. Well, you you may people people resist making the adjustments uh, when, when people say um, that they're going to figure out how much they how much they need. Uh, you know, then then they're not making any adjustment whatsoever. They're, they're, they're figuring out that this is the amount of money I want to spend. Yeah. And you tell me how to, where do I get it from? How do, how do I how do I get it? And uh, so if you're going to do tax planning, the ta- real tax planning has to be done uh, be- before you are RMD eligible. So let's say it's, it's age 72. And that's really prior to that is really when your tax planning mm-hmm. uh, ought, ought to be uh, done. Uh, and that's, that's time where you do tax planning, your estate planning, uh, your distribution planning, your legacy planning. All these things need to need to be done. And I just make one other ob- observation. Uh, you know, when 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 a when I talk to someone, I'm assuming that I have two competitors. One competitor is the individual that I'm talking to who thinks that they know everything there is to know. And if mm. they don't know it, that's the second competitor. They're going to go to the Internet no. and they're going to get all the information that, that <laughs> they could possibly need. Well, I want to talk about something that it, uh, is not well uh, understood by, by most people. And I'm not making this up. So if you're an Internet jockey, you can check this out. It's called variance bias. Variance bias. This is a real thing that exists. And uh, and, and I'm going to give you a, a very simple, coherent explanation of variance bias. You're under, people are under the impression that the more information that they have, the better off they are. What could be bad in having more information? Correct? No. That's variance bias because the more information you have, the more variables you have. The more variables you have, the more unpredictability oh. you have. You can't possibly predict all of the things that are going to happen with, with all of these variables. And you're going to get into hypotheticals that are not real. Right. They're, you get into probabilities. So you really need three or four core variables 
that that you are measuring and you're benchmarking against and can be looked at, not hypothetically, but looked at as, as that these are the things that are very likely to happen because they're happening right now and you need to look at them. And what's the impact of those on your portfolios, on your income, on your lifestyle? That's what risk is all about because everything that you do is going to be a risk asset. If you don't want to take any risk, Here's, here's, my, here's my major hack for you. Buy 30-year tips because at the end of 30 years, you'll have zero gain and you'll have zero loss. You'll get whatever you paid, you're going to get it back. Now, in real terms, uh, inflation will mean that you're getting back depreciated dollars. But nevertheless, whatever you spent you're going to, for, to buy the tips, you're going to get it back. You will not have any gains. That is a risk-free investment. Would you be happy with that? That, that's the question that mm -hmm. you really have to answer. If the answer is no, then you're then you're in my world. Then you're in the world of risk. Mm -hmm. And proper, properly planned. I mean, to the best of, from a fiduciary to the best of your ability. And if there are, there are, if there are any cons to having a good calculated from a professional. Well, if there are any cons to having a withdrawal rate, it's maybe, I guess, one that you did on your own and had not <laughs> sought the help of a professional like Fred, who is available to help you at 800-593-8188. Again, 800-593-8188. Or you can also visit his website, moneymattersusa.net. Speaking of withdrawal and RMDs, well, it's easy to forget that all that money you save in your 401k or IRA is going to be taxed on the way out thanks to the required minimum distribution. So in the second segment of this podcast, Fred is going to break down some RMD mistakes to avoid. Are you losing sleep over market volatility affecting your hard-earned retirement savings? You can't afford to lose a big portion of your nest egg with not enough time to recover. Many people want safety and the guarantee of principle, but also prefer the potential of higher growth with the market. And now you can have both. Call Fred Sade at Money Matters USA at 800-593-8188. That's 800-593-8188. Back with Money Matters USA, the podcast, Fred Sade, the fiduciary, ready to help you with your retirement planning. And, and, and please know this, wherever you're listening to this podcast, Fred is available to get with you and even offer an initial consultation because of the beauty of technology and his website too. You can uh, schedule with Fred. And also when you're at the website, uh, click red light program because uh, that's the red light on the dashboard. And, you know, it's, it's some, it's strategies that and you can learn about strategies that can be put in place to make sure that you can ease that fear of, of running out of money. Oh, by the way, the podcast too, if you want to scroll through past podcasts or um, wherever you get your podcast where it's Apple, or whatever, Amazon, it's there. So you can uh, just search Money Matters USA with Fred Sade, S-A-I-D-E, and scroll through the menu of past podcasts. Well, Fred, we're talking about RMDs now. And uh, wow, that's always a fun time in your life, right? Then you're forced yeah. to take money out. And, you know, we were talking about withdrawal rate. Well, you're forced to do it at the mandated rate, which is right at about 4%, isn't it? 
Yeah, just 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 about. Yeah, you know, I I I am not a fan of RMDs. I mean, there there are many studies that show that about sixty percent, a little more than that, of the population takes money from qualified accounts prior to seventy two years of age. Yeah. So I, I yeah, can I'm believe not that. sure yeah. what are we really accomplishing by yeah. having these RMD rules. I mean, I think but, this is work for bureaucrats because I, I, I don't. Well, you know, that's that a may, really good point, because even if you don't take it out at some point when you pass away, your heirs will have to. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're going to they're going to get the money. They're going to they're going to get their hands on the money and tax it, you know, at, at some point. My my view is um, to do heavy duty tax planning before uh, age 72 and move and uh, move as much money as is possible uh, that your gut check on taxes will yeah. allow uh, to uh, and, and get that get that out and, and especially right now where ta- where taxes are the lowest they have been since the mid 1920s since the Mellon tax reform of the of the 19. 19- 20s. I remember so, that day. Woo, we had a oh, party yeah. for it. <laughs> uh, that was a great day. Oh, no one. You and I you and I broke out a couple of bottles of champagne that day. Oh, yes, we did on ice. <laughs> it, was, it was a big day down on Wall Street. <laughs> right. Well, you know, looking at RMDs, and for, for, for the layperson, this is confusing. It's just confusing. Yeah. All the rules wrapped around it. Even though we know we have to take it at seventy-two, it's not that plain and simple, is it? No, it's it's not. If if you when your birthday falls in the first six months of the year, and you are seventy-two, uh, then you you have to take it in the same year as your seventy-second birthday. Now, if your birthday is in the second six months of the year, then you take it in the next uh, count by December 31st of the next calendar year. But you can always delay until April 1st uh, of the year in which you turn 72. On the other hand, if you do that, you have to take two RMDs in in the same year, the second one no later than December uh, 31st. So there's no really uh, clean uh, solution. One other thing, you cannot, cannot use an RMD to, st- to start an IRA. That qu- I get that question all the time. Can I use my R- RMD to, to you know, do, an R- do an IRA and I'll escape taxes? No, you will not. It's a disall- it will be disallowed. You can't do that. You can take out more money and take the excess money, pay the tax, on that money and mm-hmm. do a Roth IRA okay. if, you, if you want, uh, but you but you cannot you cannot take a taxable you cannot take something that's taxable that hasn't been taxed and make it not taxable. That government the government is wise to you; they won't allow you uh, to do it. Now the other thing, of course, is that if you take two RMDs in, in one year, um, you you may have some issues. Uh, especially if if you are over uh, the age of 65 or 66 and uh, have taken Social Security. And uh, so, uh, but even if you haven't, 
uh, and you are uh, uh, Medicare eligible and you're in Medicare, uh, it will it will impact uh, what you what the uh, costs are that you're going to be charged uh, for uh, Part B and and part uh, and part D. Now, if it's a one-time event, you can appeal. Appeal will will be repelled. If it's a really a one-time event, if it's a not if it's not, you know, then then it won't be upheld. So um, you have to make sure that you can uh, take out the correct RMD. Most companies will calculate the RMD uh, for you. Uh, we we did it for a lot of years for clients. And then, and then we realized that the, the companies started to do the calculation. So we said, why don't we just make life easier for ourselves? We'll get the calculation. On IRAs, you can aggregate. So in other words, you, 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 you know what the total amount is, and you can take it from one IRA if you want. You don't have to take it proportionally or dollar from dollar. Uh, from from each um, uh, IRA, just as long as you hit the the bogey and and get the right amount, then you are fine. So you know, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I, I'm just uh, looking at uh, again back to confusion. So you <laughs> you <laughs> let's say you have a Roth IRA, you don't even have to take an RMD from that. But if you have a Roth 401k, you do have to take an RMD yep. from that, right? Yeah, all 401ks require yeah. RMDs. Uh, I think where the confusion frequently comes up is if um, you have less than 5% ownership in a company and you're actively at work, you still have to take the RMD uh, from both the IRA and the 401k. You don't get a free pass. Now, um, for, for most people, uh, they're going to have to, just because you they think that, hey, I'm working, I don't have to pay, uh, I don't have to take the RMD and, and pay whatever taxes uh, uh, is, is connected. The other thing is, uh, if you have uh, one 401k or multiple 401ks, you cannot aggregate uh, in, a, um, in a 401k. You must make a um, withdrawal from every single 401k uh, that you that you have. And, and don't forget to take your RMD from your IRAs, RMD from your 401ks, uh, RMD from your Roth 401k. Uh, the, um, the, the, and the Roth is count because it's a separate uh, account. Within the 401k, it's uh, you have to do the calculation has to be made, or you make the calculation. It'll be done for you if you ask uh, for you. So how much money you have to you have to take out? So it's um, you know it, it's very very tricky. And one of the reasons that most advisors want people to aggregate uh, as many 401ks as possible is because the the rulings the the rules are are so. Confusing and people tend to confuse the IRA rules with the with the four hundred one k rules. Mm -hmm. So if you can aggregate them into an individual yes. IRA, it makes life a lot easier than trying to do all these uh, separate uh, uh, ca uh, separate calculations. And then, um, you know, uh, a lot of people are still are still working, and, um, and you know, and they 
forget that they do have to take that that RMD. Just so, not if you're still working, not from your current one. Is that correct? Right. If you're working yeah. after seventy two. Well, is is no, you can be working at the same company as long as you if you have less if you own less than five uh, percent, um, you don't. If you own more than five percent, you have. If you own less than five percent, you do not. If you own more than five percent, you have to. From your current one, though, but if you had other four hundred one k's, back to your point about putting things together, <laughs> yeah. uh, because you would still have to take from your old four hundred one k's. Yeah, you, know, you do. Right. Yeah. You do. There's, so it, yeah, you do. So I mean, that's that's why if if you just aggregate them, it uh, it makes this calculation a lot easier because you can aggregate IRAs. And um, uh, the other thing is that uh, 401ks may have a better choice, uh, excuse me, IRAs may have a better uh, series of choices for you that wouldn't be necessarily available in the 401k. And, uh, you know, if you are into some kinds of exotic type of assets, you might want to be in a self-managed uh, IRA so you can throw in these uh, more exotic types of, of assets that cannot be put into a traditional uh, IRA, but anyway, the, the count, you know, aggregating makes life easier. Why, why complicate? Right. Life is complicated enough. Exactly. Why, why make this worse? I mean, you know, that, I, I have to laugh. Sometimes I see these people who are on these self-help groups in, in uh, Facebook, and, and they're they're asking these complicated questions, but they all have to do with with the um, RMDs. And they don't want to simplify their life. They just they, they like the complexity so that, I don't know, maybe they feel it's important to be in control. I don't, I don't know. See how you can be in control if you're confused. Why? Uh, you know, I mean, everything, people tend to veer towards compli- overcomplicating things. And certainly the government is not innocent in that, uh, as uh, displayed by the RMD rules here. Yeah. Uh, it's something that, um, it's a lot to it. And it's really just important, well, first off, to make sure you don't miss it and to make sure you know the right amount to take. And I know that um, you're, whoever you're investing with, really, they're mandated to get that to you, that information. Certainly sometimes, not the IRS, right? Not the IRS. Yeah, They're not going to. That's correct. And sometimes they screw up and, and they, you know, and they don't tell you. Sometimes they do, but they're, but they're not your mother. and They're not your nanny. They're not going to chase after you. <laughs> right. Well, so, they're not going to keep a calendar. You you actually do for your clients, don't you? Yeah, of, we do. Yeah, yeah we, we do. And we tell we tell them, that, um, you know, we give them the choice of whether or not they want to take it out from each or they want to combine it in, in uh, you know, in, in all of them. And if they have a, a, a situation where something is not performing that well, that's a good reason to take it out of that, uh, you know, and, and if, if uh, you know, and if that, um, uh, if that account empties out, you know, so be it. Uh, it's not the end of the world. But that, then you get into other, you know, then you, then you get into these other arithmetic uh, biases, behavioral bias that people know that people have mm-hmm. and they don't want to do that they want, want that account to come back and that's where i said there's no guarantee that if you hold it long term you're going to get that 10 percent return this to you know to, to come back um and it may you may need more than 10 uh, percent i mean if you i mean i've talked to people who are down 50 60 65 percent right now and they're at ages where where the recovery time exceeds their average life expectancy 
I mean, you know, and, and they don't want to, they don't want to take the hit. You know, they're going to come back. How do you know it's going to come back? Because well, it always does. Yeah. And yeah. But you're not 30 anymore and you, you don't have 35 years. Right. I mean, and, you know, show them you have to, you have to look at, look at tech, look at the tech sector right now. It is really beaten down when you have big guys like Amazon and uh, Apple and, and Microsoft, and, and there are, there are others, um, the, the some of the chip companies, and what I mean, it, when you got this selling, it goes on. It's indiscriminate. That whole sector gets crushed. And uh, if you look at banking, financial services, one percent a year has been the return for the last sixteen years. So I can't get excited because a particular bank, you know, uh, is is doing you know is doing well in some sectors of it, some areas of its, uh, you know, of its, of its business and other areas it's not. Um, so I, you know, it, uh, you, you reach, you reach a point where, uh, as I said earlier in the first sec uh, segment, uh, where variance bias uh, really complicates uh, uh, things where people are determined that there's got to be more information out there. If right. I only had that missing piece of information. Um, that's not the point. Uh, the more information you have, the more difficult it is to, to control. It may not it, all be accurate. Because uh, yeah, when you were defining variance bias earlier, it reminded me of the person before they went to the doctor got on Google and started searching their symptoms. Yes. You know, I mean, and some of the information may be accurate and some of it's not. Some may scare you to death. I mean, that's kind of what I thought of when you were saying variance bias. Well, yeah. It's, it, like you said, hypotheticals. Yeah, it gets very hypothetical and it gives you too many uh, variables that you can't predict or control. Yeah. So you really want to have a certain number of variables, four or five variables, because they are predictable. The more variables you have, you increase the unpredictability. The more unpredictability, the less valid will be your, will be your conclusions. Right. And, and that, that is a real problem. Uh, with, is that with, a downside of the information age, you think? One of the pitfalls. Yeah, uh, oh yeah, absolutely. Because you've got this, you know, the the internet is loaded with information, you know. And if I search hard enough, I'm going to find it. Well, mm -hmm. Odds are you're going to get a lot of misinformation or mis or information that may be sort of valid but not quite valid not quite. for you. And you have to know uh, what 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 do you focus on and what do you ignore i mean this whole problem of false correlation is is a major is a major uh issue and um oh i thought zweig uh in the wall street journal had had a great article uh recently uh, on the problem of of correlation and um uh, you know that it, it's very easy to uh to you know to to make comparisons but the comparisons may not be valid and and you really you really have to know what you're you really have to know what you're doing uh, if, if you're going to make a uh, comparison. You, if you take a Tesla, Tesla is a wild card. It doesn't, it doesn't compare to anything. I mean, you can comp try to, if you try to overlay Tesla to the NASDAQ, you're going you're to get some similarities, but they're, they're not the same. Right, right. But, wow. But I've seen people try to do that. It's not fair to the, your customer. Well, that's true. That's true.
And and two, back to the information age, um, when so much is just available at our fingertips, it could create certainly that variance bias. And, you know, in the old days, we used to have to actually, what did you have growing up? I had the World Book Encyclopedia. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I did. I did too, and, uh, and the and the almanac, the yeah. annual almanac. I used to buy <laughs> right. the almanac every year. I had the World Book, uh, um, and um, I, I got I made friends with the reference librarian. Right. You know, every every yeah, I mean that's that's what that's what you had. So even if the information yeah it was not necessarily uh, current, and um, I had two uncles who today would be called day traders, and um, they would sit in the office of. Uh, you know, of, of their stock brokerage, and and they would watch the tape, and they would make their decisions. They would, uh, you know, use the, use the house phone to call their broker. <laughs> the ticker tape? They'd watch that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. they would watch the tape. Do you know the problem uh, with my would... world book is my mother finally updated it, but um, for a while there, <laughs> the last president, and it was Eisenhower. <laughs> yeah, it's better. Uh, you know, I have. Um, uh, if I didn't throw it out, uh, I just saved it as a curiosity item. I had an old atlas from uh, when I was, uh, I think, seventh or eighth grade, uh-huh. when when the British and the French, uh, you know, Dutch and Belgians still had empires. Oh, right. And, yeah. Yeah. And it was just fascinating to look at that and then to superimpose that. You know, with uh, with the current, uh, especially uh, with the recent death of the queen, because they've looking back at her reign seventy years, how the 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 British Empire changed over that time. Does the sun set on it now? I think the sun may set on it. Yeah, I think it does. (laughs) Uh, The the interesting, uh, you know, I think that in foreign policy, I think her major accomplishment was to keep the Commonwealth together. Yeah, I mean, in many ways, I mean she. She really was. She kept the monarchy together. I don't know yeah. where it's going to go now, but the, her 70 years there, I mean, just a class act. I mean, no matter what you think, yeah. a lot of people say, well, we're not, we fought to not be, uh, you know, uh, ad, at admiring of the monarchy, but still it's a thing that exists and, and you have to admire how she conducted herself. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, she, yeah, I mean, she, constitutional monarch and she right um i mean nobody has any idea publicly of what her views were what her positions were look at all the prime ministers class act in that regard absolutely (laughs) yeah she was highly regarded by both labor well she knew her figurehead state place too in the whole scheme of things yeah yeah she did i mean i i have no uh uh Way of knowing, but I, I I would imagine she may have had uh, some uh, pointed questions to to ask the prime minister. Oh yeah, did you see the crown? Time. Did you see the crown? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. think about that. I already knew this anyway because I like history. But she, the, her first prime minister she dealt with was Winston Churchill. You know, in his yeah. second run at, <laughs> at it. Uh, yeah. Man, in the early 50s, she goes back to Winston Churchill in her reign. It's quite amazing. It really it's, it's, is. It, I mean, I, I, I would have to think that uh, Churchill and, and then Eden, you know, with the Suez yeah. uh, War, I mean, that was really a sunsetting event for the British Empire. And, and mean, even Margaret it, Thatcher, too, you yeah, know, in yeah. those years. I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, I, the key, the the Mediterranean was the key lifeline uh, for the for the British Empire. Right, 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 uh, right. And, so and that was began the beginning of the end. You yeah, think the end? Of, yeah, of, okay. the, of the Mediterranean. I just uh, like in the for the empire. I liked whoever played Margaret Thatcher in The Crown, the way she would go, Your Majesty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Fred, good stuff here. Uh, we've covered yeah. withdrawal rates. We've covered RMDs. You've really displayed just how complicated that can be and the need yeah. to have a professional at your side in your retirement plan. And that can be Fred and a fiduciary to boot 800-593-8188, 800-593-8188. We certainly appreciate you coming along with us on this Money Matters USA podcast journey where we drop a new one every Friday. So, Fred, we'll get together again next week yeah absolutely can i just say one one thing sure. quick and, and that is uh, uh when you when when you call our 800 number you're going on a recorded line we're doing mm -hmm. that deliberately we, we don't want a live person to take the information and telescope it maybe get your phone number wrong or something like right. or misspell your name we we want you to just speak clearly slowly just tell just give us the information and tell us what what you are uh calling about and and we will get back to you as promptly as we possibly can. We will not ignore uh, you, but we, we want to hear from you and not from somebody uh, who is an intermediary. We don't want that intermediary in there to distort or possibly mishear what you're saying. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. So definitely do. And they and Fred, we'll get back with you. And again, it's no matter where you're listening, 800-593-8188. Thanks for being with us on the podcast, Money Matters USA. Investment advisory services offered through Money Matters USA, LLC. Fred Sade and his guests provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell in any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to the securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Money Matters USA LLC. By contacting Money Matters USA, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.